Greetings, everyone. This is Christopher Messina coming at you from the Messy Time studio from sunny Florida, drenched in rain. Joined today, as ever, by my enlightening and engaging co-host, James Langer. James, how you doing? Uh, you know what? I am actually doing wonderfully because I'm starting to see some degree of rationality apparently returning to the state of California. Now, I haven't dug into uh, the the exact specifics of this, but oh, apparently... Hold, 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 hold. Before you go, yes. I need to level set and make sure that our listeners are aware and if they need to grab their wubby and sit in a safe space, you're claiming <laughs> that... Any degree of rationality is returning to California. Uh, that's, apparently, that's you, your didn't, you didn't. It, well, based on what I've seen, which is our governor eating inside with a large group of individuals, no mask, no social distancing. Um, so but apparently, wait. apparently, isn't that a super spreader event? Things, are, things are opening up, I guess. Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, here it is. Well, two days ago, our governor imposed a curfew on 94% of the state's population of California saying that um, you have to be in your house by 10 o'clock and you can't leave again until five in the morning so you know a, a lot of thoughts here first first of all you know the science relative to the time of day that the virus appears i haven't found that article which uh apparently at 10:01, you are much more susceptible to getting the virus than you are at 10 o'clock so so i'm gonna i'm gonna as our job at messy times is to find the science behind uh, the things that we're reading about. So so I'll work really hard and find out why the virus jumps at 10 o'clock and then magically disappears at 5 a.m. I can only assume that their Führer Newsome is following the science. I mean, he must know something we don't know. <laughs> right, Clearly, exactly. he's gotten the jump on a secret memo from Fauci saying that <laughs> this virus is unique among others in that it takes a nap at 10.01. Or no, sorry, right. it wakes up at 10.01 p.m. and then goes dormant again at 5 a.m. Well, that's a pretty that's pretty incredible. That's like that's it like, really is. That's it really Star is. That's, that's, a, that's a huge breakthrough. So apparently, you know, the problem solved. Everybody just has to go to bed at the right time. But anyway, you know, it kind of gets into if you have a policy such as this, how is that policy enforced from from a practical standpoint? So, you know, each state is divided up into counties and each county and city has its own kind of law enforcement system. Each county has a sheriff that is generally in charge of law enforcement uh, within that particular jurisdiction. And what what's been incredibly interesting is um, there's been many 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 uh, sheriffs that have come out in California and say we have bigger problems right now in a state that is deteriorating uh, than to be going out and arresting somebody for walking their dog at 10:03. You know there's murders in Los Angeles are up close to a hundred percent this year. Uh, there's carjackings going on. Violent crime is rising dramatically. And they're asking local law enforcement to essentially arrest people if you violate this curfew. So, you know, I'm, I'm applauding the sheriffs for, number one, upholding an oath that they took to 
uh, have a freedom with respect to respecting individuals' rights and also for understanding the ridiculousness of enforcing uh, a policy like this. You would have to have essentially a totalitarian state in order to appropriately enforce this. And you well, have that's people... the left's ideal, right? I mean, they believe that they know better than everyone. And I, I want to I make this really crystal clear. Hey, Gavin, I'm having a Thanksgiving dinner for 85 people. None of them are fucking related. Somewhere in Southern California. Come find me. <laughs> right, right. So if we kind of shift that, and let's talk about New York for a second. So the exact same thing is going on in the state of New York. And, you know, it's I'm glad that Cuomo got this huge book deal and was able to write about his amazing leadership skills managing through the COVID crisis. I led all these old people right back into nursing homes where they could die effectively. I'm a hell of a leader. What a, what a weird twist on the Pied Piper tale. But does he have to do uh, a second version to talk about what's going on with the cases there? Because what he did didn't solve anything. It didn't fix anything besides bringing an economy down to its knees from uh, a small business person's owner, especially in the service industry. That's the goal that was accomplished there. So lockdowns, I believe, can be effective if we see what's happening right now in the UK and France and in the Czech Republic where cases were absolutely going astronomically through the roof. These lockdowns have been extraordinarily effective by bringing the cases down by 75% uh, to 80% in, in some of these instances very, very quickly. But you have to have complete buy-in from the community. And you also have... Of, in, it's begging the question... This metric of number of cases is not the relevant metric. The seriously ill and the dying are the relevant metric. That's absolutely correct. So who correct. cares That's if, absolutely if, correct. if you bring down cases, if you know 99.9% .9 of people under 20 who get it don't die, and if anyone under 70 has a 98.5% chance of surviving this damn thing if they get it, and yet we're destroying our communities and societies around us, I frankly don't give a shit about the rising case numbers. Trump made a joke during one of the um, one of his, his campaign rallies uh, where he uttered something, of course, the press lost their minds about. He said, well, they keep detecting these higher numbers of caseloads. Maybe we should stop testing. So right. Trump, of course, could drive anyone crazy by breathing. But um, and a skill that we hope to develop here at Messy Times. But uh, <laughs> there's some truth in that, right? Like, predominantly, if, if you have, if you... In, you yourself or the infected person incurs no consequences as, as a result of infection, telling me that numbers are rising and it's costing me the taxpayer eighty seven fifty every time someone gets tested, I'm not quite sure I give a shit how many cases are rising. I don't think it means anything. I, 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 I agree with you. I, I don't think it means anything either. And it comes back to the fact that this virus started with one individual and now 50 million people have it so unless you can completely eliminate it from the population even if a handful of people have it it has the potential of spreading in the same way so the question becomes do you lock down permanently and completely destroy the economy forever the answer is no oh, so there's all there's only one other alternative everybody proceeds with their lives as uh they see fit understanding the risks that they're taking and um or even not understand the risks they're taking here every year we have a phenomenal like two or three 
local press uh, uh, articles in the newsprint and then on TV, you know, if the conditions are absolutely right in the Indian River Lagoon, we live right off that, right? There are all these bizarre, nasty little amoeba that if you go swimming and it goes up your nose, it will eat your brain in like 72 <laughs> hours. No joke. Right. Like, there is no cure. Right. There right. is nothing. If this right. little bugger swims up in your head, it will eat your brain and you will die. It doesn't sound fun. I don't see people not going fishing or not right. swimming. Like, right. This is just, this is the reality we live in. And I think we touched on this in our introductory uh, episode when we began to cast pods, that uh, <laughs> because of, ironically, because of the rampant success of Western medicine since World War II, since penicillin, um, humanity, at least in the West, has developed this incredibly irrational a historical understanding of where we fit in the world, right? Right. Even in the West, in the 30s, you would expect six or seven percent of children born to die before they reached right. their first birthday. Right. Thankfully, because of advances in medicine, that has become a lot less common. The flip side is we've got a populace that believes they've got the right to live to 95, and if they smoke for 35 years, develop <laughs> cancer, that everyone in high school sports should stop fucking playing football on the off chance they hug someone who goes to play Mahjong with you when you're 83 after you smoke for 40 years, you might catch this disease and die before you're right to live to 95. I mean, the right. country's lost its mind. Right. The, the 15 days to slow the spread has turned into 10 and a half fucking months of it I'm going to tell you what to do. Right. A shout out to my girl Gretchen Whitmer, who has apparently doubled down on insanity after finding out that some sovereign citizens wanted to kidnap her and put an end to this crap. Um, <laughs> besides the fact that she dresses like a dominatrix, which is okay, but I don't object to that. You, your fashion sense is yours. You do you, girl. But my question is, and maybe, maybe it's more advice, I assumed that she had been trying to overcome the handicap of her, uh, 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 what I would assume is, her relative Caucasianness, although with you know Liz Warren, it's hard to know. But anyway, all, all that aside, I had assumed she was campaigning hard to be the most Democrat female possible, so that Joe Biden would make her vice president. Maybe she doesn't know that Kamala got chosen; the election already happened. Because I'm <laughs> searching for a reason why, after the Michigan State Supreme Court has told her she's an asshole and you're not allowed to keep issuing rolling twenty-eight day states of emergency. Right. Why she's persisting. I, like, this must give her some weird thrill to sit around at night and be like, well, people can buy lotter tickets, uh, but they can't buy paint, and they can't buy <laughs> seeds, and they're not allowed to go boating. Oh, but someone caught my husband putting his boat in the water, so we got to think about that. Like, what on earth? I've listened to it. I've tried carefully. Again, we at Messy Times, throwing ourselves on the grenade of the news and listening to the insanity coming right. out of these chuckleheads' brains. I listened to her. I've got no idea what she's talking about. I have no idea what animates her. It's bizarre. Well, that, well, that's what's very interesting. What's going on in our country right now is you have governors with edicts about how you should behave during the day, and then you have law enforcement saying we're not going to enforce these edicts. So, you know, what does that mean kind of long term with the relationship between law enforcement and government? Does it create kind of this permanent divide or are people acting like rational actors, which might be the sheriffs that are on the ground every day, you know, battling crime and things that they should be focused on? You know, they don't want to be 
arresting somebody for buying a lottery ticket or, or having an whatever they person maybe. at their Thanksgiving dinner. Exactly, having an 11th. There's a there's a very good uh, scenario that's just absolutely ridiculous because apparently if you have 10, it's fine. But God forbid you bring that eleventh in, you got a super spreader on your hands. I got to tell you, you know, it's it's awful, and this is a family show, um, so I'm, <laughs> I, I, I I have I have thus far, and will continue to avoid the low hanging fruit about super spreader. Um, just it hurts me. It hurt every time. It just hurts me. Uh, but they've 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 really gone off the rails. All of them, Cuomo, um, with his cons- constant rounds of edicts. Um, Never mind the left's avowed hatred of religion, right? Ever since um, they fell in love with Marx, because it made a lot of sense, even though they didn't ever read what he wrote. Uh, right. The secular hatred of religion, because progressivism is its own religion. It is its entire set of all-encompassing beliefs. They believe they are right, and it's not to them an opinion. Like most, broadly speaking... Most kind of rational, middle-of-the-road Democrats or Republicans or Libertarians, whoever, many of them have a religious belief. That is a grounding thing in that it connects you to community right. th- through a super- supernal being that provides a morality structure that has nothing to do with the interactions of flawed men. But when you get rid of that and your entire basis is caring about the means of production and dividing up the physical and, and, and money pie, of course right. you become a narrow, constricted asshole that wants right. to tell everyone else what to do. Exactly. And so they get more angry about this. You don't see, you know, Biden's going to be the president. I don't see a single kind of Republican who, or anyone who thinks he shouldn't be president. There are a swath of them, right? I don't see the equivalent of knitting. What's the equivalent of a pink pussy hat? To a person that doesn't want Biden to be president. Like, is there one or is it just like, I'm going to go do my job and hope to God this guy lives for four years and then we can vote him out? Yeah, I mean... Is there I, a hysterical I, reaction to be had? I'm looking for it. I don't find it. I don't know what it is. I, I, I certainly don't know either. But what I do think is happening, actually, is the Democratic Party is, is fractionating right now between the progressives and the more moderates. I mean, the progressives are pissed off right now. Bernie Sanders called biden and said don't forget the progressives and when aoc and the squad are luckily biden's forgetting everything yeah exactly (laughs) aoc and the squad out there campaigning for people in congressional seats and and losing those congressional seats i mean i do think the democratic party is a splintering b the moderate side of the democratic party is shifting towards the middle i believe so you know rationality i think because if it bleeds, it leads, and it's more exciting to talk about uh, all the things on the extremes than it is to talk about those people who are rational, right? And so um, the extremes have always been out in the streets screaming. You know, someone wrote a great article. I forget where what, it was an opinion piece. I forget it was a National Review or, but it, it's kind of it was like enough of this nonsense. The Proud Boys are as useless and tiny in number as these wingnuts at Antifa who come out of their yep. mother's basement to throw rocks, right? And yep. in some ways, they need each other to validate their own life experiences. So right. when eighteen assholes happen to meet on a street corner because they it's pre-announced, <laughs> it's like the Jets and the Sharks from West Side Story. It's ridiculous. Right. It's got nothing right. to do exactly. with reality. It's got nothing to do with the party. Um, and, and West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, who is a great guy, a Democrat, and I wouldn't even hold that against him. Uh, he's an old old school Democrat, uh, but you know, not facetiously. Um, he basically issued a statement uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
He said, like, everyone's got to calm down. You're all focused on this runoff in Georgia. Right. Like, what do you think? I'm going to vote to pack the Supreme Court because the cute cute dingbat bartender for the Bronx wants me to? I'm not doing <laughs> right. that. Right. right. Even right. if we have 51 or 50 Democrat senators, I'm not voting to do that. And I'm betting at least half of my Democrat colleagues aren't voting to do that either. Right. So... Kamala, who's a lunatic, can screech all... And here I'm glossing. He didn't say this. Can screech all <laughs> she likes about, you know, packing the court and the mortal danger that Amy Coney Barrett, who, who did not get to where she was by having an affair with a married man and sleeping away to the top. Um, you know, so she was, of course, flawed in the eyes of the left. Um, I don't know where it was, except for there's a bit of rationality, right? So here, right. I guess the, 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 the point of this, this, this podcast is that whilst... Um, the screaming far left continues to inflict its totalitarian damage, whether from the governor's mansion in various states, yes, uh, or in you know radical irrationality in terms of trying to push the country in one direction or another. More and more Americans are standing up, uh, starting with yes, sheriffs exactly. county by county. That's right, and 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 many others saying, "Look, your your happy fevered dreams of a Stalinist paradise." are not going to happen here. Right. So, you know, let's all relax a little bit. Elections do yep. have consequences. Donald Trump, in many ways, they like, you know, the press would like to scream about him as being a unique force in politics. Not really. You know, I mean, quite frankly, if you compared the way he spoke to people with the way Andrew Jackson spoke to people, right? I'm betting you're going to find out that Donald was uh, well-spoken, um, used all the best words bigly, and was, you know, polite beyond belief. So, right, right. Richard Nixon? Oh, listen, listen to some of the Nixon tapes. Oh, the Nixon tapes. Yeah. I used to, fun fact, fun fact, I used to, when I had trouble sleeping, um, used to listen to the Nixon tapes as a child and they, they soothed me to sleep. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. He never got angry and used foul language. No! Was, you know, denigrated tricky, anybody of, of his uh, opponents. Tricky, so. tricky Dick knew what time it was. Oh, gosh. It was all true. good. I miss him. But uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, do we have All any right. sum- summation of words of wisdom? I or think you just it summed it up perfectly. I mean, I think we live in the United States of America, and we have a certain rights to our daily freedoms that are protected by the United States Constitution. And I'm just glad to see that you know a lot of people are behind that protecting our, our freedoms where whereas you know as as you so eloquently said people in the governor's mansion are seeing that a lot of these things that they're doing are unenforceable we're we're built a country that was built on freedom and that's going to be um the force behind how we get through this pandemic together it's it's the reason why we have the individuals that were able to come up with vaccines because we have a society that drives behavior uh, from an economic perspective. Sorry, and sorry. We, I want to clarify for both me and our listeners. Which pandemic are you talking about? The flu? <laughs> well, you know, they've been working on this vaccine for about 10 years. That's what people don't know ever since uh, SARS. So this was originally designed by Moderna and, and uh, uh, Pfizer to solve SARS 10 years ago. So this right. isn't something that magically happened. But it... Anyway, I don't know. We're getting a little long-winded, but some some really good thoughts there, and um, I'm happy to see that things are moving in 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 the right direction from uh, a local government perspective. That's how yes. I'll close her out. 
That's right. Uh, and I will I will take I will take your job in this episode and just remind everyone, turn off the news, save your brain, tune into messy times.